Hi, everybody. This is Alan Elman, the Blue Collar Investor, and welcome to this BCI podcast, number 16, titled VIX Covered Call Writing, Selling Options Against Market Volatility. Over the years, I've been asked a lot of questions about writing covered calls against the VIX or against market volatility. I guess it feels enticing to a lot of investors because market volatility, when it's high, can generate very high premiums. Now, these products are very, very complicated products. So I thought I would dedicate a podcast specifically to writing covered calls against the VIX. So let's start out by defining what is the VIX. Well, it's the CBOE, Chicago Board of Options Exchange Volatility Index. It's frequently referred to as the investor fear gauge because the higher the VIX, usually the more fear there is in the market, the more volatility there is in the market. Now, it represents expected fluctuations in the S&P 500 over the next 30 days, and it's based on option premiums. But it doesn't give a directional component, so the market can fluctuate up or it can fluctuate down. That's what's meant by inherent or implied volatility. Now, there are VIX options, but there is no VIX stock per se. So how can we leverage VIX options if there's no VIX stock? And that's what we're going to cover in today's podcast. The products that are available, how they could be used, the pros and cons. And then just generally, is this a product appropriate for retail investors? So let's start off with the uh, exchange-traded note, ticker symbol VXXB. Now, this is a product, formerly VXX, that takes into consideration the two nearest VIX futures contracts. Now, most retail investors don't deal with futures contracts, and that's why this product is not appropriate for most retail investors. It may be for some. But uh, what it does is it's a portfolio of the two nearest VIX future contracts, and it's an exchange-traded note that happens to have options associated with it. All right, so what they do is every day, they sell the near-month futures contract and buy the back-month futures contract because the goal of this particular exchange-traded note is a daily goal. So every day, they're selling the near month and they're buying the back month. Now, because the back months are generally higher priced, you're selling at a lower price, uh, you're, you're selling at a lower price and buying at a higher price. So you could see in this particular security, there is a price uh, complication. Right? There's a strain on the price because we're basically taking money out of our pocket almost on a daily basis. So that's one of the disadvantages of this. Now, if we were to take a look at a chart of the future contract pricing, uh, you would see that it's uh, higher in the back months and lower in the front months. This is known as a contango relationship. So if we were to sell the near month at a lower price and buy the back month at a higher price, you could see this price strains on VXXB. We're in the hole right off the bat. Now this contango relationship 
is in effect 88% of the time. So 88% of the time, we have a disadvantage if we purchase this security to then write covered calls. Now, if the relationship was the other way, where the back months were a lower price than the front months, that's known as backwardation, and that exists only 12% of the time. So are we willing to purchase a security that will put us in a hole 88% of the time to specifically write covered calls? I say no. So that's the reason why I would eliminate VXXB. Now, uh, VIX uh, underlying uh, for covered call writing, we can actually create that by buying one VIX futures contract. But that's equivalent to 1,000 shares, so we'd have to sell 10 VIX calls for a covered call position. So we would be taking on 10 times the size of a normal contract covered call. We probably don't want to do that. Also, once again, retail investors are not familiar with future contracts. For the most part, there are exceptions. So you should never get involved in any strategy that you're not completely familiar with. So I would eliminate the future contract and writing 10 contracts against one futures contract uh, for that reason, for those reasons. Now, we could buy 100 shares of VXXB, which we just discussed, and write a call option against that. But once again, 88% of the time, we're in a contango relationship, which means we have negative price strain on the security. I would eliminate that. Now, there is one possibility here, and that is to create a synthetic covered call in the VIX, and therefore we would be in three option positions. Here's how it would work. We can create an equivalent of one long stock position by selling an at-the-money VIX put and buying an at-the-money VIX call. That would create a synthetic long stock position in the VIX. Then we would go ahead and write an out-of-the-money VIX call option. Of the three pr procedures to do VIX covered call writing, that's the one that, uh, to me, is the most palatable. But now we're in three positions. I'm not so sure that I would like this one as well. These VIX products are very, very complicated. And even for professionals, they're complicated. So why should we as retail investors get involved in a product or in a series of products that even the professionals don't fully understand for the most part? Why use futures contracts? We just, generally speaking, don't deal with futures contracts. So that's another thing. Why use an exchange-traded note that has a negative price strain attached to it? Uh, create a synthetic stock position by adding a third leg to the trade. So, as I said, for the most part, and there are exceptions, so I'm not discouraging everybody from using VIX covered call writing, but I am saying for most retail investors, and I include myself in that category, this is not an appropriate way of using the covered call writing strategy. After all, there are 4,000 stocks in exchange traded funds. We're familiar with these kind of products. We can make lots of money over the long haul using these kind of products. Why not stick to what we know best? Now, for those of you out there that are looking to master the strategy of covered call writing, 
we have several books, DVDs and calculators, many other tools on our website, www.the, type in T-H-E first, bluecollarinvestor.com. The Complete Encyclopedia for Covered Call Writing has been the number one book on covered call writing for years. Uh, the classic edition should be read first, or volume one, and that's followed by volume two. We also have online streaming DVD programs for covered call writing, recently updated. Lots of calculators and other tools found on our website. Just go to the website and then look for the store link. So ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. BCI podcast number 16, VIX, covered call writing, selling options against market volatility. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. And most importantly, I hope you benefit from it. As always, this is Alan Elman, the Blue Collar Investor. Take care, everybody.